worthy. Amen, amen, amen. We're so honored tonight to have our evangelist with us. I don't want to take any time, and he needs no introduction in this congregation. We love and appreciate Brother Heron so very much. We want you to put your hands together and welcome him as he comes to minister the word of the Lord to us tonight. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. Nervous? Book of Job, chapter 12, verse number 4. And the book of Job, chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. Job 12, 4. And Job 21, 1 through 3. Love your pastor dearly. What a move of God we had last night. I, I am almost... I want to preach something about the fear of the Lord, but I think I'll wait until um, a different atmosphere. But there was definitely a baptism of the authority, apostolic authority, in this place last night. And I challenge you to walk in it and walk humbly before the Lord. The book of Job, chapter 12, verse 4. I am as one mocked. Someone say mocked. Of his neighbor who calleth upon God, and he answereth him, The just upright man is laughed to scorn. Job 21, 1 through 3 says, But Job answered and said, Hear diligently my speech, and let this be your consolations. You know, his friends are telling him at the moment of why he was attacked by Satan. They're letting him know that you've done something wrong for God to let all this bad stuff happen to you. And verse 3 says, Suffer me that I may speak, and after that I have spoken, mock on. And I want to preach to you tonight. The Lord just told me right at the last second to, to preach this. Mock on, devil. Mock on. Mock on, devil. Mock on. Look down at your feet because that's where he is and tell him, mock on, devil. Mock on. Mock on, devil. Mock on. Lord Jesus, I take authority over every demonic spirit that would hinder anything from happening tonight in the name of the Lord. The people that are here want to be here. They're hungry for something. They've been fought by the enemy. They have fought back, and they need something to happen tonight. And I pray that you would anoint my lips and anoint my mind and use me in the Holy Ghost as a vessel and a voice for your glory and demonstrate your power and your authority in every situation tonight as only you can do. In fact, I praise you in advance for what you're about to do in this place. Would someone clap your hands to the Lord one more time tonight? Praise the Lord. You might be seated. You may be seated. I would venture to say that not everybody in here has heard the voice of God. Now, I believe if you read your Bible, you will hear the voice of God. I, in fact, I'll say it like this. If you've heard the voice of God and it contradicts the Word of God, you did not hear the voice of God. Because the Word of God is the supreme authority 
as the voice of God. So if you heard something, but it contradicts the Word of God, don't believe what you heard. The Word of God is the supreme authority of God's voice. Some people in this room have heard God speak audibly to them or in a dream or through a situation or through a person, and they knew that there's no way this person knew what I was going through. This was God speaking through this individual. You always know, usually, if you're walking with God, when it's God talking, especially when he uses someone that has no idea what you're going through, but when he uses them, you know immediately, this is the Lord talking to me through this person. But not everyone has heard the voice of God. But I would venture to say that almost everybody in here has heard other voices. Voices of condemnation, voices of temptation, voices of accusation, voices telling you you're a hypocrite or a fraud or a nobody or a failure. And if you've never heard those voices, you probably aren't living for God because the devil's not going to tell you that if you're serving him. But if you are serving God, those voices will begin to talk to you. When you don't get healed, the devil will tell you things like it wasn't your night or God isn't real. And some even will hear the voice of the enemy say that there is no God at all. And this is all just a joke and something you're doing to appease your own mind. Can I tell you something? The devil is loud to people that want to see God and hear God and know God. He talks all the time to people. He is a mocker. He mocks you while you worship. He mocks you when you break through. He mocks you when you step out of the pew. There's not a person in here that's ever stepped out of the pew, headed toward the altar, that didn't hear the voice of the enemy telling them, it's not going to work. Tonight's not your night. He is a mocker. He accuses and he deceives. But most importantly, he wants to mock you because if you will listen to him long enough, the mocking that he's doing will inhibit you. It will bind you. It will keep you from doing what God wants you to do. He will mock your worship. He will mock your faith. He will mock your joy. But let him mock anyway. Let him say what he wants to say. Let him do what he wants to do. I have learned that the most frustrated devil is a devil that is ignored. When he acts up and I stop doing everything for God to deal with him, he loves it. But when he acts up and I act like he's not even there and I give God glory anyway, it drives him crazy. When he messes with me all week long, but on Thursday night I act like he never even bothered me, it drives him crazy. When I staggered my way in to the house of God and yet when I'm here, I give God everything I have even though I'm bloody and I'm tired, and I'm exhausted, it drives hell crazy. Yes, it does. You're not the first person he ever mocked. Jesus even said the Son of Man is going to be mocked 
and scourged and killed, but will raise it, rise again on the third day. He was letting people know, I expect hell to mock me. I expect it to happen. That's just how the devil works. Even when the day of Pentecost happened and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost fell on the people, the Bible said that others outside stood there mocking, accusing them of drinking wine. And Peter said, these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. You know what he was telling those people? Mock on all you want to, but you don't know what's going on in here. If you knew what we were experiencing, you would not be laughing. You would not be joking. You would want what we have. And demons really want to mock your walk with God and your consecration and your prayer life and your desire to please God. They really mock that. And they'll almost make you convinced that you're mocking it, that it's you saying, well, this is just, this is me. I'm, I am not what everyone thinks I am. Hell loves to mock the child of God who is after something in the spirit because they know if you get distracted enough with the other voices, you will not be able to hear the voice that speaks. And when he speaks, nothing, absolutely nothing can stay the same. And so if I can't hear him talking to me and all I hear is the voices of hell mocking me. I'll begin to skip church. I'll begin to be unfaithful. I'll begin to not be submitted. I'll stop paying my tithes. I'll stop being unified. I won't get it. I won't get with everybody when the spirit of God is moving. But and I can always tell as a preacher, I, I try to stay it literally, I have to turn it off because when I'm preaching, it's almost like the people that are being mocked stand out. Because when you're mocked, usually you, you are in chains spiritually. And you can't worship. And, and I'm not talking about guests that are coming for the third or fourth time. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking about people that have the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name and know what revival is. And God's healed them before. God's delivered them before. God's blessed them before. And yet they're going to be a statue when the, God, the presence of God is moving. I'll tell you what's going on. There's another voice in their house or in their mind talking to them, keeping them from reaching out to what God is doing. Hell loves to mock. I, if I had a dollar for every time I had someone mocking me preaching. I remember one time in Florida standing out and preaching in a street service out in the middle of, oh, I can tell you two stories like this. One was, one was in this hotel parking lot, and there was this little motel on the opposite side of the parking lot, and we had this street service, and, I, and, and as long as they were singing and the pastor was up there talking about the schedule, everything was fine. The second I took the microphone and began to preach about the power of the name of Jesus, people came out of their motel doors all over, second floor and the first floor screaming at me, cussing at me, threatening me, wanting to kill me, all kind of terrible things they were saying. They were just mocking what God was about to do. They wanted to intimidate me. But listen to me. If you really know what you have on the inside of you, let them mock all they want to, for greater is he that is in you. 
I remember when four gang members, I was in a street service one time, and four gang members were at the back of the crowd. I was probably... 21, 22, and I was going crazy preaching about baptism in Jesus' name. And I jumped in the horse trough and I was preaching about you need to get in the water and be baptized. And I remember those four guys mocking me, talking to people, intimidating the crowd. And everyone knew who they were. They told me about it, that these four gang members were going to show up and mess with people. And they were mocking it. And I don't know if it was the Holy Ghost or me, but I'll just say it was the Holy Ghost. I looked at them and I said, you can keep joking and laughing and threatening everybody that you want to but while you're laughing let it be known unto you that when I am done preaching you'll be the first four people that I baptize in the name of Jesus they laughed and smirked at me but when I was done all four of them ran through the crowd and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus we have more power than every demonic spirit in this city or in this planet someone shout yes They want to mock your experience with God. Isn't it funny how on Sunday, maybe you didn't deal with this Monday, on Sunday night when the glory, absolute glory of God is in the room, people are throwing canes down, people are being healed, devils are being cast out, people are getting the Holy Ghost. There isn't an ounce of devil anywhere near the sanctuary. Power of God is so real. And on Monday... When you're by yourself, am I the only one they visited? If they didn't visit you, maybe you weren't worshiping. Because they visited a lot of people Monday. Mocking what happened before. See, they can't mock you when you're in the flow of the Spirit. But when you're by yourself, that's when they talk. They don't mock you when you're breaking through. They mock the breakthrough after it happens. They said, oh, you worship God for your child, and you thank God for your miracle, and your child got worse the next day. That wasn't God. Well, I want to talk to it because it's in here right now. Might as well deal with it. Oh, you believe God for your healing, and you got a touch, but the doctor report hasn't changed. Something must, it must not have been God. And guess what we do? We believe that voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, she did get worse. Yep. Yeah, he did do something crazy. Yeah. yeah, I do have that pain. And now I'm in agreement. And what I just did was I just stepped out of what God was doing To listen to a voice that's trying to stop God from continuing to do it. But because he can't stop God from doing it, he can only stop me from pursuing it. So what he does is he focuses on me and focuses on you. And if he can get me to stop walking toward what I was experiencing Sunday night and last night and sit back and watch, now he has got me spiritually paralyzed and I can do nothing about what God wants to do for me because I'm no longer pursuing it. I'm listening to the mocker. And you know what's so crazy? I know this is going to get me in trouble. But if you listen to the mocking spirit too long, you become a mocker. Oh, you're in here too. There's been some people, they mock. I've got churches everywhere I go. There's a, do you believe, it's amazing the mockers that go to church. 
just to critique, just to analyze, just to find something they don't agree with, just to, well, I, I knew. It's amazing. Why do people even come to the presence of God who can do anything with that kind of spirit? I'll tell you why. They've gone from worshiper to non-worshiper to critic. And it's a gradual process when that spirit of mocking gets in someone's head. And usually it's based on something God did not do for them personally. And when God did not do something for them personally, they began to get a bad spirit and to get bitter and to get upset. And now anything that shows up apostolic, they just hate automatically because they represent something that did not happen for them the way they want it to happen for them. So automatically, you're someone I cannot agree with. I know what I'm talking about right now. I had a lady walk into me one time, and I never met her before in my life. I was getting ready to preach a revival on Sunday. It was Saturday night at the prayer meeting, and she walks up to me, and she just, I, don't, I mean, she's never heard me preach. She walks up to me, and I'm getting ready to preach baptism the next morning, uh, and, and Saturday night prayer meeting, and she walks up to me, and I, and if I wasn't connected, I would have thought it was the devil. She said, you know baptism in Jesus' name is not essential. It's not. And I don't know why, but the Holy Ghost, just, I'm thankful it did. It just, I just looked at her and said, who died? She said, what? I said, who died that you witnessed to that didn't believe it? She started shit. How'd you know? I said, I'll tell you how I know. Because you have the look of someone that's bitter because you witnessed to someone and they rejected it. And now you tolerate false doctrine because you tried to convince someone you love and they didn't believe the truth. So now you don't believe the truth. And she was shaking. She said, my brother, on his deathbed, I tried to convince him. And he wouldn't believe. And ever since that moment, I've had trouble believing you have to be baptized in Jesus' name to be saved. I'll tell you what happened. A spirit of mocking. It was mocking her for stepping out in faith. It mocked her to the point where now she's challenging preachers she's never even met before on the name of Jesus Christ. You know what's going on? The devil knows the people that if he can convince you it's not real and it's not powerful, he will ultimately not just get you to not participate. He will get you to withstand and resist and go against the moving of the Holy Ghost. Yes, it does. That's how it operates in the Spirit. If they can mock enough and I can listen enough, I no longer participate and now I criticize everything. And that's why I wanted to preach on the fear of the Lord tonight, but I'm going to hold back because God is not going to start and stop, excuse me, He's not going to stop everything and just let this person go on mocking all the time. Sooner or later, you hear this preacher, sooner or later this year, it's going to start happening in America where people fall over dead that are known critics. You, you heard it right here first. Judge me all you want to right now. It's going to start happening in America. People are going to fall over and they're not going to be raised from the dead. Because they're not being, it's not a miracle night for them. It's a night of judgment because they have criticized the moving of the Spirit too much. And there's a person three feet away from them that God wants to deliver. But this person is continually in the way with their human spirit. I remember in Atlanta, Georgia, right over here in the corner when a, when a girl was trying to pray for the Holy Ghost, and I saw it with my own eyes. I watched her pray, and she would start to get the Holy Ghost, and she would open her eyes and look over here, and she would stop. And five or six times, she would start to, you could see God touch her, and then she would stop. And finally, I looked over here, and up here in the, on, the, on the corner was a guy going, 
five people in the way. And I realized his human spirit is mocking her experience with God and disrupting her own miracle. So I walked over and I said, excuse me, I'm going to block everything. He Is he bothering you? She said, why doesn't he think I'm God? I said, exactly. I said, close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, you stop it. And you speak in tongues. And instantly God filled her with the Holy Ghost for several minutes. Why? Because we have more power than they do. But if you listen to those voices. Last Sunday, I was in a church, or a week ago Sunday, in Florida. We had several people get the Holy Ghost, and the last girl came up, and a guy in the church went out there, and he said the Lord told him to go out there and bring her to the front. She came up, and I mean, God hammered her. She was speaking in tongues and worshiping God, and just 10 or 15 minutes, just power of God consuming her. And her mother, her aunt, someone walked up beside her, and they came and got me. I was walking out. Everyone was gone. They said, you might want to come back. I said, why? They said, we think we've got a problem. I went over there, and the ant, this is what she's doing. As the girl is speaking in tongues, the ant is going, this is not God. You're not getting the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. You're not having it. You do not have it. You will not get it. It is not for you. It is not for you. You're not getting the Holy Ghost. And if you didn't know any better, you would think she was an altar worker praying with her. It was a mocking spirit. And I said, excuse me, but she does have the Holy Ghost. And the lady said, no, I have the Holy Ghost. I know what the Holy Ghost is. She does not have it. I said, if you really had the Holy Ghost you would know what the Holy Ghost is, but you're possessed by a devil. And she said, she's not getting it. I said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And she shook her head, and she turned away, and the girl began to waylay, began to speak in tongues, and they had to escort the lady away from her so the girl could keep getting the mirror. Why? Because the devil does not want you to get what God has for you. And if he has to mock you out of it, he will do that. Yes, he will. And when he mocks, it's because he's being overridden. He's being overpowered. When he mocks, when people get sick after a miracle night, he's mocking. He's mocking faith. He's mocking your consecration. He's mocking your sacrifice. He's mocking you. But, but don't be carnal and, well, I just, like, God... Be connected. Understand, this is a war, and the devil will mock you. And if you let him mock you, he will drive your faith into the ground. But if you look back and recognize what he's doing, you can be like Job and say, you know what, let me just say something. Mock on all you want to, but I am not in agreement with what you're saying. If you don't get anything I say, get this. If you don't get anything I say, please get, I'm going to give you a key tonight. When Job's friends were attacking him, saying, well, the reason why your kids died and the reason why your stuff was gone, the reason why you're sick is because you've got problems, you've got issues, and God is judging you. And this is why this is all happening in your life. You deserve this. If Job, that's mocking, if Job is silent, he is agreeing. 
a mocking spirit has to be exposed. Because if you don't say anything back to it, you're agreeing with it. You're afraid of it. So Job said, talk all you want to, but let me just interrupt for a brief second to say, I do not agree with what you are saying. Let it be declared that I am not with you in your opinion about my situation. I trust in the Lord, and though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Naked came I in, naked shall I depart. The Lord giveth, taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here's the key. When the devil talks to you, you have to talk back. When David showed up at the battlefield, the first one that mocked him was his brother. He said, go back to those little sheep. You're just here to show off. David didn't say a word because you're not supposed to have division with your brother. Keep a good spirit. His brother's mocking him. He goes to the king. The king said, you're just a kid. You can't fight him. He's a champion. And, Goliath, and David didn't say a word. Let the king mock him. I've got to respect my elders. But when Goliath came out and said, I'm going to feed your flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field, David said, enough. Enough is enough. See, if people in church don't think I deserve my victory, that's their opinion. But when the devil tells me that I'm not going to get a victory, enough is enough. He said, talk all you want to. I've got a rock with your name on it. It's destined for your face, and you're going to fall down, and the glory of God is going to win this war. I probably told you this before, but the, most great, the, mo the greatest revelation to me in all that right there is that David said this when he talked back to the enemy. He said, you come to me with a sword and a spear, and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. He said, your protection is with you. My protection surrounds me. He said, you are holding on to your weapons, but God is holding on to me. You can't touch me because I am covered by him. That's how you defeat the devil. I plead the blood over my house. I cover myself with the word of God, with the name of God, with the blood of Jesus. That's how you fight back a mocking devil. Mock all you want to. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go a little bit deeper. So, this all right tonight? So, you got this little baby boy. He's two. His name's Isaac. He's two. He's got a half-brother who's 16. His name is Ishmael. Ishmael is the mistake that they made 16 years ago when they went wait on God. Isaac is the miracle that was promised by God. You've got a two-year-old miracle and a 16-year-old mistake in the same house. The mistake is bigger. He's older. He's stronger. Got a better vocabulary. Knows more. Has more experience. And the mistake never said a word 
to the miracle until the Bible said they celebrated Isaac. And when they started celebrating the day Isaac was weaned, the Bible said, Sarah, mama, saw the son of Hagar, Ishmael, mocking. Your past never starts talking until you attempt to celebrate what's going on in the present. Oh, boy, that was preaching right there. Oh, man. Some of you, that went right over your head right there. But the reason why you never get what's going on right now is because you're living in something 10 years ago. And that's the reason why you don't know what God can do for you now. He didn't start talking until they said, well, we got to celebrate what's going on now. Let's, let's have a party. And watch this. It wasn't that everyone else said, hey, let's have a party for your boy. He's two years old. Abraham started the party. You got to learn how to start your own party, even when mistakes are in your face and in your house and in your mind, mocking you, accusing you, condemning you, tempting you, distracting you. You got to come on Thursday night and say, I'm not going to sit back and watch. I'm going to worship God like it's my last chance to. I'm going to glorify God no matter what anyone else does. I've got to start my own party. And if I do, my mistake will not be as loud as my miracle. Well, I got more for you. Stay standing. This is, this is, this is the Lord. He, Mama saw him mocking. That mama, the mom's the church. If you, oh boy are on the mocking side, the critical team, the group that always is not with what's going on in the church. You're not mama. Because mama wants the miracle to grow. But if you, well, I'm in the Holy Ghost, don't want it to happen, you're not Sarah. You're Ishmael. You're half in, half out. Half son, half slave. Half connected, half in the world. Half into the awakening, half not in the awakening. Part of me wants to be all the way in. Part of me's busy. Part of me wants to have revival. Part of me's not interested. What am I preaching right now? But I'm in the Holy Ghost. I know that. But the mom said, wait a second. I've let you sit in this house for 16 years. Every day I've waken, I wake up to your face and my failure, my mistake, my moment where I didn't trust God, my moment where I slipped, my moment where I didn't have the right judgment. And every day I hear you talk, and it reminds me of what I did wrong. And I've let you live in this house that entire time. But when you start telling me not to celebrate what God's doing now, you need to go. She told Abraham, kick that boy out of here. 
How do you get rid of your mistake? I'll tell you how. The Bible said Abraham gave him a bottle of water and a piece of bread. You've got to starve your mistake. Too many of us are feeding the past and starving the present. We're feeding the voices that tell us all the things we've done wrong. That's why we're in bondage in the house of God. But some of us need to snap that thing off and say, I'm not listening to you one more second. I'm going to feed the miracle. I'm going to feed the breakthrough. I'm going to feed what God is doing in my life at the moment. Somebody shout yes. What are you doing, Brother Josh? I am shutting some lion's mouths right now that have been roaring way too long, reminding you of your pain and your failure and your attempts. Oh, can I preach what I'm feeling? Apparently, the Lord does not agree that you're a failure because you wouldn't be feeling what's going on right now if God was through with you. It's a mocking spirit that you need to tell them, get out of my house. Get away from my baby. Get away from my child. Get away from my marriage. Get away from my miracle. Oh, see, there's a promise that hovers over all of you individually, like it did Abraham's house. And if you feed the mistake and you glorify the mistake, the promise was that your seed will be as the stars of the heavens. And the sand of the seashore, he shall possess his enemy's gates. That can be your mistake or your miracle. It's all about who you feed. Your future has two, two ways to look at it. You can look at your future. It's going to look exactly like your past if you keep feeding everything that went wrong and dwelling on it and not forgiving people. Hating people, being racist. And you'll just keep feeding Ishmael and your little baby miracle that's trying to get to that new building until it can get bigger and bigger and get a voice of his own. And if you feed that past, you starve and you delay everything God wants to do now. Or you can say, talk all you want to. Remind me every day if you want to how bad I was. 
but you're going to remind me as I'm hitting my knees in intercessory prayer. You're going to remind me as I'm reading my Bible. You're going to remind me as I'm driving to church. You're going to remind me as I'm paying my tithes. You're going to remind me as I'm raising my hands. You're going to remind me as I have faith in God. You're going to remind me as I'm witnessing because I have a God that can do exceeding abundantly above all I ask or think and I've got a miracle to celebrate right now here's what I feel the Lord is asking me and you can you celebrate what's still small but growing. I didn't think very many people would. Anybody can go crazy at the new church, new property, new location, new building, big building. Everyone's getting attention. That's fine. It's easy to celebrate Isaac when he's possessing everything. But Abraham knew the key to this thing getting bigger is to celebrate now when there's no evidence of anything changing. You got to look the devil in the eye. You need to look your past in the eye. Look your mistake in the eye and say, you don't have me. You may have had me, but you don't have me now. I'm going to celebrate a God that is able to do anything I expect him to do. He's just a baby, but he's a baby promise from the Lord. It's just a tiny thing. Well, if, if I just get healed, I'm going to shout. I'm going to run. I'm going to dance. That's kind of... It's kind of like that song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. Like, we're not supposed to celebrate until we get there. Well, when I get there, I'm going to shout, and I'm going to praise God. And when I realize it's all done, I'm, when the walls fall, it's not how it works in the supernatural. See, anybody can shout when the voice of the mistake is not mocking, but the most powerful shout that you have is a specific shout aimed at a mocking spirit that's telling you you're not going to have the ministry. You're not going to be anointed. Your kids aren't going to pray through. I haven't come to play games right now. When you have a three-year-old that the devil's attacked seven times in three years of his life, you don't play games with this. You know something real. He wants my son. So every chance I get, when he gets his little microphone and he says, Daddy, shout hallelujah. I shout in the house with the top of my lungs. I want to celebrate what he's feeling at three because I know if I celebrate now when he's 30, he'll be a world changer. You've got to celebrate what you know God is doing. You've got to celebrate what you know God is involved in. 
somebody shout while your kid is still backslid. Somebody rejoice while the pain is still in your body. Somebody glorify God. Mark on, devil. Mark on. I've got to worship to give the Lord. Mark on, devil. Mark on. I've got to give God some praise. Whatever you do, I've got my eyes closed. Whatever you do out there in the audience... Don't give yourself away as being wrapped up by the mocking demons of hell. If you won't throw your own party, no one else will. If you won't shout for you what God's doing now for you, no one else will. You don't overcome the enemy by someone else's testimony. You overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by your testimony. I wonder how powerful it would be in here if everybody in the pew got engaged in worship. I know some of you are, but some of you are staring at me. If everybody got engaged in celebrating what God is doing now, I wonder what miracles would break loose this week and this month in this city and in your family and in your church. Mock on, devil. Ishmael, you've got to go. Sorry, you're not getting my attention. You're not getting my tears. You're not getting my grief. You're not getting my sorrow. I have a God who with his angels watches over me. Turn to your neighbor and tell them your miracle is greater than your mistakes. Tell them again, your miracle is greater than your mistakes. One more time, your miracle is greater than your mistakes. Now lay your hands on them, and in the name of Jesus, you command them to celebrate the miracle. Speak victory. Speak faith. Speak joy. Speak expectation. God is up to something. God is up to something. Tell them, throw your own party right now. Throw your own party right now. How would you shout if you knew it was all over? How would you dance if you knew the report would come back the way you wanted to? How would you give God praise if you knew he'd step in the fight for you?
it so the devil can hear you right now. Shout so the devil can hear you that you're not going to affect me. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to keep me from glorifying God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You've got something to celebrate tonight. You've got something to celebrate tonight. You've got something dance about. You've got something to shout about. You've got something to smile about. It's not over. It's not all said and done. The battle belongs to the Lord. Some people are waiting on God and God is waiting on them to simply celebrate what he's already doing. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. He put a song in my soul to stay. A song of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.